The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Welcome to episode 13 of In The Corner. Glad you can stop by. Hope you're all doing well. If you haven't listened to the two-hour supersized episode of Clash of the Castle, what a freaking show that was. And if you haven't listened to it already, you're doing it wrong. Either way, it's there. Uh, SJP Sai joined me on that episode. Uh, for those who have listened, thank you very much. But this is back to solo shows for me at the moment. And we talked some Monday Night Raw. But how cool was Clash of the Castle uh, at the top of the show there? A bit of broken dreams. Absolutely love that track. Sat at home on my sofa when that uh, kicked in, and uh, it was uh, it was freaking awesome. Let's face it, uh, Clash of the Castle. I think, uh, as we said in the show, massive success, and hopefully we can see more, and hopefully not have to wait thirty years for an arena show again over here in the UK. Um, absolutely a great show. Uh, Raw actually this week was uh, so far. Uh, we've had some returns. We've had some uh, little Easter eggs things that I didn't even notice myself at the time. Somebody else pointed out to me, actually, luckily. So we're going to talk about that in a bit. Uh, but before we get into the meat and veg of Raw, there is some news I want to share with you. We interrupt your regular broadcast to bring you this important news bulletin. As announced, many of you have probably seen, it was announced on WWE.com that Triple H... Uh, Paul Levesque, obviously, uh, has also been made now. Um, a ch- uh, he's been appointed chief content officer as well. So he will over. This is what he's going to be overseeing. This is what they report on um, uh, WWE.com, and he will oversee uh, creative writing, talent relations, live events, talent talent development, and creative services. So I'm pretty sure, no matter what you see WWE, whether it be social media or on TV premium events or whatever, Levesque is pretty much going to be in charge of all of that. But he does have to report to uh, Nick Khan, who is the co-CEO of WWE. But um, to be honest, seeing Triple H even more, having more responsibility in terms of the content that goes out for us to watch uh, based on the last like three weeks, uh, let's keep it coming. Um, according to WWE.com, it is, um, there's a 15% um, spike in uh, Monday Night Raw viewership uh, and basically double-digit increases overall social media engagement as well. So um, I think they're heading in the right direction. As I said, Monday Night Raw this week was um, really interesting. Uh, kind of called uh, the... We'll move straight into it, but we I've kind of called it Dominic joining uh, the Judgment Day. It was actually made official on Raw. So for those who didn't see it, uh, Raw kicked off with Edge um, basically... Uh, talking about the fact that he's good friends with Rey Mysterio, stops in their house when they're down in San Diego, and basically wants to deal with Dominic as a WWE superstar after low blowing him at Clash at the Castle, and then actually clotheslining his own father. Um, interesting segment. Ray comes out and says that he wants uh, Dominic to apologize. Edge wants to basically uh, get his revenge, as you can imagine. Um, 
Then uh, Rhea Ripley comes out, uh, cuts a bit of a promo, followed by Dominic uh, in completely different attire, different demeanor altogether. And to be completely honest with you, it kind of suits him for me. Uh, I think he looks really good. I'm interested to see where this goes. Um, throughout the night, we've had a few different things of um, Rey Mysterio saying he won't like strike his son or anything like that. So going forward, it's going to be interesting on how that will how long will that take? Because obviously he's already struck his own father, so with a clothesline. But um, it is official. Dominic is aligning himself with the Judgment Day. It didn't happen at Clash of the Castle. Um, so I was half right, which is good. <laughs> but it was cool. Um, the whole demeanor that Dominic has, um, I don't know whether it's the, the, the clothing he chose to wear or, or not. I don't know. But this heel thing, I think he could grow into. There's been a, there was a couple of instances where he looked a little bit uncomfortable, but whether he's trying to uh, portray that in the turmoil when Ray's being sort of hit and stuff and beaten down. So, but yeah, uh, officially Dominic is in um, the Judgment Day. Um, Edge got a bit of a beatdown. Um, Dominic uh, didn't get any whatsoever, but um, later in the evening, um, um, Ray Mysterio issued an open challenge to. Um, take on either Finn Balor or Damian Priest. Uh, he, this is where he said he would not strike his own son, basically. So, interesting to see where this is going to go. Uh, how long will he be in the Judgment Day for? How long before we see Dominic in action? Now, I say that, um, towards the end of the show, they actually announced that um, Dominic is going to be putting out a ch- open challenge to... I uh, say an open challenge. It's Challenging Edge next week on Raw, so we'll see if that actually happens. Um Judgment Day, all over Edge and uh, Rey Mysterio. They're definitely on top and uh, obviously got the momentum now, I think, with Dominic in there. Um, we'll see what happens. Obviously, Ray's going to have that turmoil of uh, trying to get through to his son. And I'm, this is going to play out for a, for a while. Uh, we're moving on very quickly to... Uh, there was a face of 4 tag team match to determine the new challenges for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. It's... Um, Interesting, to be honest, um, because the match, I've never understood Fatal 4-Way um, tag team matches anyway, to be honest. So we had Humbero, Angel, uh, Chad Gable, Otis, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, uh, and taking on Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston in the New Day. Um, there's always that four corners where you can tag anybody. Um, and one of the other team, I can't remember who it was, tagged Kofi in. So you had Kofi and Xavier Woods. They kind of shook hands and then Xavier Woods dived to the floor to get himself pinned, which makes no sense because that would make them win the match but also eliminate them, surely? I don't know. It made no sense whatsoever, to be honest. It was funny, but it made no sense at all. Um, but there we go. Um, I always thought Fatal 4-Way tag team matches either have a tornado tag team match with everybody in or have each member of the team in the match. Again, I don't know how that would work either, but you know, it didn't make any sense for the New Day versus New Day. It made no sense <laughs> in that moment. Again, like I said, funny, um, but made no sense. Uh, but this match kind of became null and void anyway. Uh, as we mentioned on the show previously, we read that uh, Braun Strowman was coming back. He has indeed returned. Um, it didn't quite go to plan, I don't think, because he did trip at one point. But he did cause some mayhem, and the match basically, I think, was just waved off because Braun Strowman took out most of them. I don't think he touched the New Day 
uh, or Montez Ford as much, but uh, he did kind of lay out sort of Otis, Chad Gable, uh, Angel and Hombrero. So, but yeah, Braun Strowman is back, but he announced himself later on that he's going to be on SmackDown this Friday. Apparently, he is going to be a SmackDown superstar, so we'll see how that pans out. What I do like is, one, he's back. Two, they could have maybe done this a little bit better, but we'll see what happens on SmackDown before I cast too much judgment on it. It was nice to get him in, and the fact that he's dropped to that sort of A-Train-esque music when they started doing that, you know, the Strowman Express and stuff. We've seen it before with Albert and stuff like that, so I was just like felt that it was just a rehashing, just a, a kind of a similar vibe of what A-Train was when he was A-Train. But I'm interested to see um, what Strowman does from here on out. And now it could have gone a lot better. I think this uh, de- uh, this re-debut, it wasn't perfect, but it was uh, nice to see him back. And that Braun music, whenever it, Braun, it always uh, is always cool to, you know, stuff's going down. Um, and do you know what? You know, in terms of another opponent for Roman, maybe, down the line. I mean, Braun Strowman is a former Universal Champion, so build him up and we could have a viable opponent um, to obviously wait for Cody Rhodes to come back, as uh, Saito eloquently put on the uh, Clash of the Castle show. So, um, interesting. I'm glad to see him back. The re-debut could have gone better. And, I, and I'm not, I'm not going to moan too much about it, but, uh, you know, it just it didn't... I don't think it quite went to plan. And you basically destroyed half your tag team roster when you're trying to make build the tag teams up to see who's going to face the New Day. Um, that doesn't look good for... Now, I know Strowman's a monster. That's how they portray him. But you don't want... <laughs> I just feel like you didn't want all of them to be knocked down and destroyed as they were. Again, cool moment to see him, but uh, maybe it could have been... Maybe it could have been done differently. I don't know. But again, I'm trying to reserve judgment a little bit until SmackDown on um, on Friday, which obviously we'll talk about on Saturday. So um, now the little Easter egg thing that um, I didn't notice, but uh, so earlier, so after this happened, we had Raquel Rodriguez, uh, Aaliyah uh, against Nikki Ash and Dewdrop. Um, the tag, the newly, the new women's tag team champions uh, went over and beat Nikki and Dewdrop. It was a good match, to be fair. Um, enjoyed it. I'm still not sold on Leah, to be honest with you, but there we are. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for that uh, this personality to come out. I've not quite seen it yet, so maybe I've missed it in N- when she was NXT. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, but the little Easter egg that I picked up later on in Raw, we see Nikki Nikki A S H kind of bickering with Dewdrop in the background while Damage Control are making their way to the ring, and Nikki throws her mask at Dewdrop. Obviously, she's doing that almost a superhero gimmick. So it looks like she, I did re- read rumors that she was going to be dropping it. It looks like without really dropping it in front of the crowd, you're kind of doing it in the background, which we've seen a lot of in the last uh, few weeks on Raw and SmackDown. These little snippets into like the world is still happening. Uh, the WWE Universe is still happening. These wrestlers are still having conversations, even though they're not on camera, which is quite nice. It's given a bit more depth, I think, to um, the universe. No pun intended there. Uh, but yeah, the newly uh, new women's tag team champions um, won and moved on and sort of set them up for, for next week. Now, next week, they're going to be defending the tag team championships against um, Dakota Kai and Io Sky. Um, so that'll be interesting to see where that goes. Hopefully, it's not our title hop straight away, but um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I, I always thought that um, Dakota Kai and, and uh, Dakota should have won, but... 
we'll see how it goes. Um, probably the match of the night for me we're going to get into now is, um, so Austin Theory came out, cut a promo, uh, said his jaw hurts. He actually fumbled over his words a little bit, which was quite funny, but then sold it as if his jaw was still hurting and telling the crowd to shut up, you're making my jaw hurt, which was quite cleverly done, actually, I think, even though it's obvious that he made a mistake, I thought it was cleverly done. Kevin Owens comes out and mocks the uh, the fact that he didn't, he, he hasn't cashed in money in the bank, and even if he did, he would have lost because he's been in the ring with both Drew and Roman in the past. Um, as you'd imagine, this breaks down into a match. Even Kevin Owens says, now this is the part of the, 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 the conversation where a referee comes down. Oh, look, a referee's come down. You could have run faster. It was really funny. And now we have a match. So it's almost like pointing out the fact that everybody knows what's going to happen rather than making out the audience is done. So there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall going on. Um, maybe we'll cheat. We'll, um, maybe that'll change on how they do things. I don't know. Um, but Kevin Owens defeats Austin Theory in a really good match, to be honest. There's a bit where uh, Theory throws Kevin into the steel steps, and I don't mean just like normal, but actually Kevin is st- um, stood with his back towards the steps as if you were going to walk up them, and he throws him down into them. And it's and it was like really like oh my god, but um, it was a really good match. If um, if I was to give my nine ninety nine for the network uh, this week, I might start doing this as a thing. Uh, nine ninety my nine nine pounds ninety nine goes to uh, Kevin Owens in Austin Theory on Raw this week so far because that was that was the match of the night for me. Really good. Um, Kevin Owens goes over, which is a good sign. Uh, maybe KO will be the next opponent for Roman or Drew, depending on what happens, maybe leading into Extreme Rules. Maybe we'll have a triple threat. I don't know. Um, the general consensus is I think Roman's going to keep it <laughs> possibly till... Well, Cy thinks, uh, based on what he said on the uh, Clash of the Castle uh, show, the Super Size episode, was that um, we'll come back in the Rumble and he's going to beat Roman at WrestleMania. So Roman could have the title for a lot longer, but I, by all accounts. Um, um, I'm glad I was right in a sense of Roman retaining uh, at Clash of the Castle, but I really wanted to see Drew winning, which would have been awesome. Um, Bianca uh, Belair actually interrupted damage control, damage control, Bailey, Eosky, and Dakota Kai in the ring. Bailey basically showing off that um, she's beating the women's champion, Raw Women's Champion. Obviously, this is going to lead into at some point those two going one on one. Bailey doesn't want any of Bianca Belair because they want to focus on the tag team titles next week. Um, going to be interesting because in that particular moment, as everything's over, we have no allies for Bianca Belair whatsoever. So she was, they could have quite easily taken her out, but they didn't. Let's um, see where this goes. Oh, we, I don't know where, where, whether we're going to see Bianca and Bailey at Extreme Rules. We do have uh, several weeks to go. I believe uh, Extreme Rules is on the um, 8th of October. So we've got four weeks. So, well, just under four weeks to go, really, before we uh, have Extreme Rules. So quite possibly a lot can happen in four weeks, as you well know. Um, so Damien Priest took on Rey Mysterio. Uh, Damien Priest, Science of the Core. The, again, I wouldn't say it was the match. Obviously, Kevin Owens' theory for me was a match of the night, but um, it was a good match. I didn't hate it. The story that's being told here um, with the fact that um, earlier in the night, uh, Dominic um, actually stopped Ray from running back into the ring to help Edge when the Judgment Day laid him out earlier on in the night, Um, even to the point where... Ray was going for the 619 on Priest and um, stood on the ring apron so he couldn't do it. 
Um, so, like, Dominic's not actually physically touched Ray, but is, I uh, guessing, in the way and using that emotion from Ray uh, to stop him winning matches, basically. And Dom- uh, Judgment Day with Dominant Evening, basically, um, which is good. I'm very interested to see where this story goes, and it's only the beginning, obviously, so I haven't got much more to say about that at the moment, but I think Dom looked good in terms of this heel. You can kind of, whether this is meant to be doing this, I don't know, but it seems like Dom's kind of, should I, you know, uh, attack my dad, Rey Mysterio, or not? I don't know, but the we'll see what happens next week. I'm interested to see what ha- I want to watch Raw now next week in between Dom and Edge and what Rey Mysterio's role will be in that because obviously he's friends with Edge, but at the end of the day, Dominic is his son, despite the fact that Dominic has done what he's done. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Um, like I said, overall, Raw was good. I enjoyed it. Um, there isn't a moment really this week that I'm looking at it going, I wish that didn't happen or that was, I mean, re- the only silly moment was the, like the tag I said earlier with the Dominic in the, um, uh, not Dominic, sorry, the New Day. And both New Day members getting like tagged into this uh, tag team match. Uh, Braun Strowman's um, return could have gone better. But again, I'm reserving judgment until SmackDown to see where, where this puts him in the pecking order in terms of the heavyweight championship. And if not, um, maybe maybe it's kind of championship or so whatever he's going to be doing. Uh, the main event this week on Raw was Miz taking on uh, Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship in a steel cage. Um, the irony of this is that Miz wants a steel cage because Dexter Loomis keeps getting involved in his matches. But Miz is the one who wants a steel cage, but he's locked himself in with Bobby Lashley. Um, Really solid main event, to be honest. Um, very cleverly done. Uh, Tomasa Champa and Miz actually beat up Bobby Lashley before the match begins. Gives Miz a good um, a good advantage through the match as it goes. Um, goes back and forth. Uh, Miz almost escapes a few times. Bobby tries to get out, but he can't because of his left arm at what they did to him earlier. It looks like Miz is going to win. He's actually on top of the cage. There's a great picture of Dex. There's a great vision of Dexter Loomis. Just led under the ring with just his head and his sort of part of his sort of shoulders and a little bit of his torso poking out. All I could think of was a uh, family guy, hey, I poke out of my head. It was quite funny, to be honest. Um, but because he's there, although I will say, me and the, we were watching it and we were like, why don't you just jump on Dexter from the top of, you know, you jump on him, you'll incapacitate him briefly and you'll be the United States champion. But he didn't. He ended up getting scared. Uh, Bobby Lashley manages to. I think he actually falls back into the ring, actually, Miz. And then uh, Bobby Lashley ends up um, literally just spearing Miz and retaining the um, United States Championship. But we do see um, after the match, Dexter Loomis um, made his way into the cage and locking uh, the awesome one in an arm triangle, sending the A-lister to sleep, basically. So we had no... Obviously, Dexter Loomis doesn't do a lot of talking, to be totally honest. Um, So it's hard to know why he's targeting we don't actually know why he's targeted the Miz to be totally honest with you um so but where this is going I have no idea obviously Miz must have a problem with uh, Miz obviously does he keeps stalking him at first I thought it was AJ Styles actually but then it ended up being um being the Miz so you know that's it really to be honest uh, it was a good roar overall I enjoyed it um I'm interested to see what happens on SmackDown. Obviously, we'll have Drew. Whether Roman's going to be there or not, I don't know. Obviously, we have a new member of the Bloodline as well. Um, I haven't seen any match cards yet for this week. But yeah, solid show, I think, to be honest. Again, 
my only I've already had said the one gripe, but one thing that came to me while watching the show, what I, you have a lot of adverts, obviously. Um, and what's annoying is you come back in the middle of a match and you feel like you've missed five minutes, ten minutes, whatever you've missed, and you've missed part of the match. Now, the audience doesn't miss this. Obviously, they don't stop wrestling when it goes to advert, but I was trying to think how they could um, sort of make sure that doesn't happen. Now, they've got to time the show and they've got to put adverts in for their advertisers. I get that. And obviously, they the more popular the show, the more people want to put their adverts between your segments of your show because your show is being watched by millions of people. Makes perfect sense. If we go back to old school, not even old school. It's not even that old. It's um, in the last 15, 20 years or something like. But what, if you go back to adding time limits to wrestling matches, you know we can have the wrestler first wrestler come down, go for a break. Next one comes out. This match is a has a fifteen minute time limit. That way, the match finishes and concludes before the next ad break. And then we can have like a little tease at the end of the match, and then. Or we even go to break and have a wrestler attack the other wrestler after they've won. And, oh my God, Oh, what's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. During, then we come back and during the break, we have this. We have those occasionally, yes. But I feel like there's, for a three-hour show, which I've already said many times, it's one hour too long. But to cut out matches and contests, it's like, this is the reason we tune in. Obviously, yes, there's other entertainment elements, but a lot of us tune in to see the, the wrestling, which is good and been really good the last few weeks in WWE. So... Um, overall, so I, if you introduce the time limits again, I think it's a good way. I think it could be a good way of um, eliminating that thing of not seeing the wrestling match. But then, of course, you'd have to have a lot more wrestling matches in a three-hour show. So I'm that you know, there's pros and cons to it. I just get frustrated when you're really into a match. And even the the Kevin Owens Austin Theory match is a good example. I was really into that match. Really good, and I recommend anybody watching it. In fact. I will say I will probably be talking about that match in the next six months, to be fair. So that's how I sort of kind of rate matches. I'm not going to give a five star. I'm not freaking Dave Meltzer or anything. But if you watch any match from that uh, from that episode of Raw, I, I would say Austin Theory versus Kevin Owens. And the main event was good. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to go much further into that. But yeah, it was really good. And, I, you know, and overall, the show was good. So, but yeah, I feel if you can get time limits in there, you might be able to structure it in a way that when an advert comes up, the match is over, maybe, because obviously you can time it. But again, and that also that having a time limit also adds in other things you could do with matches as well. But yeah, enough of me ranting, to be fair. Uh, quite uh, in and out this week. Thank you for listening to the show. Much appreciated. Can't wait for SmackDown. We'll bring you some more news and uh, reviews coming on out on Saturday for SmackDown. Hope you have a good week. And give us a follow at In The Corner WWE on Twitter and also at SJP World Media. Thanks for listening.